Hey, Casey. Hi. Welcome everybody back to the Garden State Mamas podcast. Uh, it's just Casey and I again tonight, um, but it's been a week since you got back from yeah. Disney and you had a chance to kind of decompress and refocus and reset on life. So let's get right into it. Like, how are you? How's the week been? How was your trip to Disney? Exhausting, but magical. It was awesome. I will like anyone who is going to Disney. I'm sure they have no doubt that they're going to be exhausted. It's just like you're walking, you're on your feet all day. Obviously you're dealing with kids and, and everything. But, um, I, I mean, I feel like I have a lot to contribute from the last episode because I learned so much. My worst fears came true, which was <laughs> me totally botching the lightning lane genie plus thing. Cause I was like, I think my anxiety and like my misunderstanding. Um, and then also there's a different, there is a rule difference between people who don't stay in the park versus if you do stay at a Disney world resort, which both our guests, Victoria, Ashley are, they always stay at the Disney resorts. So I was getting information that applied for Disney resort guests, but didn't necessarily apply for me. So I didn't pivot as quickly as I wish I had, but um, that being said, nightmare happened and guess what it was still magic (laughs) like it was just like it was still a great day we um you know it was magic kingdom Uh, long story short we didn't get all the rides in that we wanted to because i didn't fully understand the logistics of the genie plus lightning lane but there was a parade you know, we had our character dinner, we did the fireworks, it was awesome. We still got rides in, we still saw characters. It was amazing, beautiful, magical. However, now that I know uh, Genie Plus is worth it, 100%, um, we got the magic bands so that we didn't have to be worrying about like, where's my card? Where's my, you know, like, where's my ticket to get into each ride? It's easy for the kids. Um, however, I thought that we were able to link our credit card, um, for all of our in park purchases. That is only for people that stay at a Disney resort. So we did not, were not able to link it. Like we thought no big deal. We, you know, we knew ahead of time we had figured all that out, pivoted. Great. Then morning of, um, you're actually allowed to, you get your genie plus it's not 7am. It's actually midnight and that's everyone. So you can get your genie. Plus. I woke up at like six. I try, I got it like right at like whatever, six fifteen, And then I was able to look at the lightning lanes, which then, populate right at 7am. Um, my first interaction with it, which I thought from what Victoria had said, I like misunderstood it in my head, all the lightning lanes, there's normal lightning lanes. And then there's like, you can get this lightning lane if you pay extra and it will specifically say the amount under it. If it doesn't have a dollar sign, it's included. 
So, um, you know, 7 a.m., you get your first lightning lane, you go and it doesn't matter what time it is, but at 11, you get another one. So in two hours. Um, and then once you log into that first lightning lane or the second, whichever one is first, then you can immediately get the next one and then so on and so forth and so on and so forth. Um, so that confused me, but I, I was on it at Epcot. <laughs> I was like, I had a day to decompress. I will very much suggest that you, um, we stayed at an Airbnb. We were very lucky to have family come and, and stay with us and do the parks with us. We got a house with a pool. I think that was my kid's favorite part. <laughs> and all the resorts have no. pools. Like the resorts have pools, but they loved our down days just as much as, and it was equal amounts family vacation and seeing people that we haven't seen. My sister-in-law, um, my niece, um, Chris's sister and um, her daughter, flew in from uh, Minnesota and we hadn't seen them. Um, And then we also got to see great grandparents for Johnny and Charlie um, that live down in Florida. So that was really nice that we hadn't seen them in almost two years since we moved from Georgia. Um, But then Wednesday was Epcot. Thursday was Hollywood studios. So Thursday we were we were so mm-hmm. tired and Hollywood studios ended up being almost a half day for us. Cause we were there at open and I knew what I was doing at that point. <laughs> it was our last day. It was just the four of us. So I had a list also just prioritize. Like I think my biggest tip would be look through the list of rides and attractions and character, you know, things at each park. And just say, this is my number one. You know, if I get a lightning lane at 7 a.m., this is the first one that I'm choosing. And 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 just prioritize from there. Um, I was worried about the jumping around the park, but the parks are not that big. And there's not going to be a time where you can't find something to get you to, like, there's always just something going on, whether it be, you know, a marching band like popping up or a parade or, you know, you need a snack or you need to go to the bathroom, whatever. You're going to make your way around the park. It's going to make sense. And time management wise, you'll figure out what's going to work best for you. Um, and I also really, I, I, the best advice that they gave me was like, just go with it. Just go with the flow. Like you really can't, Mike, you can't make it happen the way you want it to. You just have to like, kind of go with the cards that you're dealt, whether the day, the weather, the lightning lanes, the times, the kids, the whatever, like you just got to go with it. And Disney was magical. It was great. It was fantastic. They really, I mean, they do a very good job. It is a lot of money, but the kids like feel the magic. So it was good. Well, they, they spend a lot of money too. They do. To know what they're doing. Oh, they do. And <laughs> so a couple questions yeah, from, from absolutely. Me. Um, did you feel like you were on your phone a lot? Because you're talking like lightning lane, lightning lane, um, like did you feel like you had to check the app a lot? Yes. Um, you are, but it it's not so much that you're like it doesn't take away from your experience. I think um 
if I didn't have it right on my phone, I think I would be way more overwhelmed. So pre-app days, I could imagine not feeling like you have a huge perspective of the entire, like I can just zoom out on the park and I can see every single wait time, every single queue time, every single everything happening. So if there is some downtime, whoops, as my headphones fall off my head, um, then you can utilize it and you can make the best of whatever time that, you know, you have between waiting for the next lightning lane. It's like, okay, there is a 10 minute wait right here. So let's catch that while we're still waiting to hop this lightning lane in another hour, you know, and then from there we'll get a snack and then you're able to like make your plan of like, okay, we can go to the bathroom. We have this much time. We can, you know, then we're going to need blah, blah, blah. So you are on your phone, but it's, it doesn't take away from the trip. It's not like I didn't feel like my head was in my phone the entire time. You're definitely like still, in the full immerse, like immersion experience. Like, um, but yeah, my phone was attached to my hand. <laughs> it was, it was in my hand the entire time. <laughs> Plus pictures. I'm like a picture crazy nut. So yeah. I'm always taking pictures anyway. So maybe that's why I didn't feel like it was anything extra. Cause I'm, I'm usually like, like cinematographing my child, like, their childhood. I feel like that's like my gift to them is like, you're welcome. I have your entire, <laughs> entire childhood on video, but, um, but no, it was good. I thought it, I thought it worked really well. And then I saw a couple pictures of them like knocked out in the stroller. So what did you guys do during nap time? Sat and drank a beer, <laughs> like just relaxed. Um, Charlie actually napped on me and I held her, um, which was like also a moment. Like I haven't held her for a nap in such a long time, but we were waiting in line for Buzz Lightyear and it was the end of the day. It was her birthday. Um, you know, I'm sure all moms get that like really emotional, nostalgic thing on their baby's birthday, <laughs> no matter how old they are. <laughs> Um, but she turned four that day and there was just so much going on that it was just like a really sweet time to like reflect, um, that I was like, Oh, I'm not going to get to do this for so much longer. But, um, and then of course she weighs like 45 pounds. So I had to like give her to Chris and be like, okay, now my back is broken. <laughs> <You hold her. laughs> um, but Oh, shoot. I totally forgot the original question. What was the original question? Naps. What naps. were you doing during and then Epcot? The so the one where they were uh, knocked out in the stroller, they were melting down. They were hangry. And by the time I got back to the stroller, back to Chris um, and the kids, they had already passed out from the me waiting in the line for the food. So I was like, okay, well we can save the food and you know, it's not a big deal. They'll eat it after we had a lightning lane in like 45 minutes from that point. So we were like, we'll give them a solid 20, 25 minutes and then we'll wheel them over to the ride. And we knew that that would probably wake them up because it's just like the sun. And we were like nice in the shade at, um, we were in Germany. So we were nice and, um, shaded bit and just had a beer and a pretzel and 
That's a great place to have to pull over. It was perfect. It did work out. And we were, well, we were kind of, we were coming back down that way because we were going to frozen. It was the frozen meet and greet with Anna and Elsa, um, which, oh my God, like definitely worth the lightning lane. God, I like couldn't even imagine. Um, and then, you know, did the, the frozen ride later in the day. So, um, my, my original idea of it being a perfect linear, like, Oh, you know, you, you can't do everything, you know, you can't do the Anna meet and greet because unless you do wait in line for both, but that's like half your day. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely worth it just to bounce around to where you can get in and shortest wait times and check, just check things off your list and go from the top to the bottom. And, um, the nap came and we were really, it was perfect. It was a perfect amount of time. Um, that, and I do always worry with like the kids when they wake up, are they going to be like monsters, like cry? Like if you Mm -hmm. let them go too long, are they going to be like, Oh, like in deep sleep? Yeah. Or not long enough. Right. Exactly. Um, and then they didn't nap it all <laughs> on Hollywood Studios. We went and then we thought they might crash in the car because it was about 2.30 when we left the park. Um, and we we gave the kids the choice. Like we were like, do you want to stay for fireworks? Which was like really late. Like it, we were basically done everything that we wanted to do um, at 2.30. <laughs> so I was just like, well, you know, like we could, we could have filled the time, but we were like, okay, do you want to stay for fireworks and like walk around still? Or do you want to go back to the house and swim in the pool? And they were like, pool, you know, let's go swim in the yeah. pool. But it was nice. It was nice. And then they swam for like four hours. Like they swam until dinner time, And then I think Charlie fell asleep at like right after dinner because she was just like, Okay, I'm beat. <laughs> like I just did all the things. Um and then Friday was chill day. Again, pool day all day. And it was great. It was good. Now did you leave Friday night and or, or like I know that you drove back. Yeah. So how did the drive back go cuz that's a very long drive. Yeah, so I've done it many times. Chris drove almost the entire way down overnight on the way down to Georgia and we stayed in Georgia the weekend prior to like we left on a Thursday night. Um, but then on the ride home, I drove like the first couple hours, but like my stigmatism and I don't drive at night and I don't even really drive mm-hmm. for long periods of time at all anymore. So I was like, I put in my three hours and he literally drove like, I don't know, 12 to 13 hours by himself. Um, but we had to make frequent stops. And and then the, when we were done coming home, it, we knew we were stopping in North Carolina halfway because we were driving during the day and we were like, okay, it's not fair for the kids to sit in their car seats all day. Yeah. Um, and then also be stressed of like, you know, not being able to like stop for potty breaks, which this time around was like every two hours. So, which we learned day one, we left first thing Saturday morning, um, and we got to North Carolina around dinner time. They had, we made sure the hotel had a pool because <laughs> we were like, they're going to want to burn off all this like pent up energy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was perfect. You know, ordered pizzas and ate 
um, watch the Phillies game in the room and then hit the road in the morning. And Chris and I switched on and off every two hours, like during the the bathroom break, which was perfect for me because that ended up being like as long as I could like stand driving at that point. Um, but yeah, it is a long, long drive. We didn't get home until like dinner time on Sunday. And then, you know, it's like get something to eat and try to like kind of put your life together before bedtime. And then we had school the next day. So it was just rough. Oh, did they go to school the next yep. day? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they did much. Oh, yeah. No, they were just like the pampered. They were, yeah, they had all their needs met. They had, but like, I also like, I'm happy that we prioritize it because I want them to know that we're going to prioritize them and that like they're children. Like, I actually feel like, um, as a road trip professional, I will call myself that because I've done more road trips than should be allowed. <laughs> um, but from all the experiences of being on road trips as a kid yeah. in a time where we didn't have iPads and all that stuff to keep us entertained, um, I went and my grandma. I love her, love her to death, but she had very strict places that we were allowed to stop yeah. at. Yeah. So when I was um, in high school, um, my aunt who lived in Virginia had gotten diagnosed with ALS. Um, oh my gosh. At the time, ALS gave you a life expectancy of like 18 months once you got diagnosed. It's, it's very quick. Um, now it's, you get like a five year. Yeah span but there is no cure for ALS so um we started going down to Virginia every weekend wow every weekend we drove the six hours down um I she passed away my senior year of high school so I want to say it started my sophomore year and we did kind of like flip-flop so like that's um, my mom would go down that's so my mom would go down and then my aunt would go down and then my mom would go yeah. down. So it was like every other week. But still. Um, but as it got closer, it was every weekend yeah. we were pretty course, much going right. down. So that's a, a six hour ride. And my grandma would only let us stop at the Maryland house on the way down. Right. To go to the bathroom, get snacks, get back in the right. car. And then on the way Jeez, back, yeah. it was the Royal Farms at the Virginia border. That was it. I wonder, like, we get chicken. Why, yeah, <laughs> but, like, why those places, though? Like, what made she just, like, got them once and she was like, these are the places? I don't know. I think it was the amount of time that you were in the vehicle. So, like, that was the midway got point. It. Although I don't think it's the midway point, but either way, those were the only two places we were allowed to stop. So, my mom still carried on that idea because we. <laughs> Even after my grandma passed, we would still go down to Virginia because my cousins still live there. Um, And we would go down for my aunt's birthday and we'd visit the cemetery. And then also when she passed away, the anniversary of that, we would go down. Um, And still, my mom followed the path that my grandma took. We were only allowed to stop at Maryland House. 
However, towards the end of us, well, towards the end of me, like, riding with her all the time, um, her and my aunt would go down and they'd shop their way back oh. through Delaware. So then they did start stopping yeah. more often. But um, my cousin who lived in Virginia is now the cousin who lives in North Carolina. Oh, great. So, yeah, Nikki. So that's the one that, yeah, Nikki. So Nikki's the one that we still go visit. Um, so when I started taking Danny, I was like, first of all, I'm breaking this tradition. We will stop wherever we need yeah. to stop. And also, like, stop at some cool places like the Virginia Welcome Center. You get free peanuts when you go to the Virginia Welcome Ooh, I didn't Center. Know that. Yeah, you get like a little cup Aww. full of free peanuts. I'm like, what, Grandma? We could have stopped. We could have had so many free peanuts. free peanuts. Oh, um. So yeah, I, like I think prioritizing instead of the rush to get there, yeah. or even uh, I mean I know everybody is rushing to get home because you just want to mm-hmm. be home, but there's something to like. You know what? If the if the kid needs to stop now, granted, he doesn't need to stop that often because he does have an iPad to keep him entertained yeah. and all that stuff that we didn't yeah. have. But it's just, you know, it, it's nice when he's like, hey, can you know, I'm getting thirsty. Can we stop? And even though I've got like a cool cooler full of food sitting behind me, it's still kind of like, yeah, let's stop. You know, we're, we don't have to. Yeah. Only stop at two places. Well, I also um, think, like, for a child's brain to feel, like, stuck in a moving vehicle and their bodies are just, like, itching to move. And they're cramped. They're cramped. Like, they're in these very I I really, sturdy I seat. do think that, like, maybe that's a huge difference for this generation is that sympathy of remembering what that felt like. And being told, yes. absolutely not. There's no, like, I mean, Chris is, like, scarred from it, from his, he, like, has a crazy, like, he had to go number two. And his grandfather was, like, gave him a Pepsi bottle or something. And he was, like, in this? <laughs> We're not going to stop? <laughs> and I was, and I think both of us, like, have had, um like, experiences where we're, like, absolutely not. We're not doing that to our kids. Um Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, we didn't, Johnny gets really car sick with a tablet, but very happy that we invested in like the little, um, like the TV and we brought our Roku and we did it with the, um, I guess the hotspot Wi-Fi Mm -hmm. and they were able to like access any show that they want. So, um, you know, I loved the Bluey marathon from... (laughs) We like had a bluey marathon when we drove from Georgia to Florida, which I didn't, right. I didn't really think about until it was That's happening. That's a pretty long haul. It really right? was that, but it was the least painful because we had just seen friends that we hadn't seen since we moved. We were like super refreshed and like had such a great visit with them. And then we were going to Disney. So I was just like, yeah. um, and I'll tell you, for anyone who is poo-pooing, staying off-site, which, of course, I did um, because I'm a snotty little brat who's only ever stayed at uh, Disney Resorts because I was very, very fortunate. But my perspective really did. I was just like, dang, this is a beautiful. We got a beautiful house. It 
was very spacious. We were able to drive in and out. Um, it had a gorgeous pool. Um, the I mean, the kids just had the best time and it was so nice that like, although I will say it was really nice that we had family to go in on the house with. Um, right. So that also made it even more fun that like, and uh, my mother-in-law, thank God, she was like so excited to cook for everyone. And I was like, have at it lady. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to cook. I don't want to cook. And you know, I try even tried my best to like clean up the dishes and she was like, shh, 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 get out of the kitchen. And I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Love you. Um, but it was, it was, it was nice on so many different levels. Um, and, but for being Disney, it was really, really exhausting. I'm still, I feel like I'm still, um, a little bit like I feel, no, I'm not still recovering. I feel like I finally adjusted, but definitely like, the kids have still been struggling with like these awful coughs. And then just this weekend, I want to say yesterday morning, they woke up with like really runny noses, like the faucets turned on. And I was like, Oh Mm -hmm. my God. We're dealing (sighs) with a bunch of like one allergies to the heat being on his side during the like dry nose. Um, Ariel feels like he might have caught something. He definitely has a cough yeah. that has, you know, progressively gotten worse. My mom texted me on Saturday that she got sick from somebody at work. Um, so there's definitely things going around. Um, and it's the season for it. And then but like it's the-, the season for it. One, you got the leaves falling, oh the moldy leaves. Oh that sets everything off. Like they and all then fall also, you left... One temperature, you know, one temperate climate for another one. And then it, you know, you basically went hot, cold, hot. It was like sunny and 80 and we came home and I was like, ooh, it's fall. It's chilly. I mean, we had perfect Disney weather. I will say, and it was nice that like we got to where we like got chilly at night. Like when, um, you know, we had the fireworks. So it was like, put your sweatshirts on. Like that was nice. Um. Yeah, we got really lucky with weather, but I was also really happy to come home. And like the drive up, I really enjoyed watching all the foliage change. Like as we drove north, Mm -hmm. I was like, it wasn't until really we hit like Virginia that I was like, we're home. Like all, and, and it also like the types of trees, like they're all coniferous trees down south, really. It's all pine and, um, you know big, huge needle trees that are all still super green. And then in like North Carolina, you could kind of see some deciduous trees, like kind of popping up here and there. And then Virginia, I was like, Oh, it's so beautiful. (laughs) And I do remember stopping and I was like, Oh, it, and it was chilly. I remember getting out of the car and Mm -hmm. being like, Oh my gosh, it's so great. It's like, it wasn't cold, but it was like fall. It was fall weather. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like getting giddy excited about it. Yeah. Oh no. And Chris and I are like all about it. But then like coming home, we'll all get it. I was going to say, I won't even get into our house shenanigans on that, but we got home and even this whole weekend, which we wanted to be recovery. It was recovery for the kids, but for us, it was like, okay, try and catch up on all the house stuff. So it was a lot. I was going to say, are you reset? Are you back to 
you know, like normal or are you still kind of? I feel like we're always just on the go. I feel like Chris and I have been on the go since we met each other. We met each other and it was just like, okay, let's go. Like, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go. So I do feel like some of our life is just, um, I think we're just very used to just like taking, taking up and, and going. Um, so I feel like transitions that way we adjust, but, um, we are just perpetually tired, but like who isn't right? Like you're tired from working, you're tired from vacation, you're tired from driving, you're tired from sitting, you're tired from standing, you're tired from walking. Like we're just tired. (laughs) Like we're just in that stage of on like, and I do even like this weekend, I was like, we have toddlers. Like, and it is, it's just like, you're in that life. It's just, yeah, no, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I feel very settled back in the house. I'm happy to be in my bed and my home and have my stuff and, you know, open the refrigerator and know what's there. And it was like, I think the reset over the course of the entire week of like getting the laundry done getting going to the grocery store and restocking and getting the kids back at school and all of that. But well, we, um, so Danny had a loft bed that had a slide yes. you climb up a couple steps and then it, it, and then it has a slide to go down. And like two summers ago, he started having night terrors really bad. So we had to drop it and put it back down right. on the yes. floor. Um, because we were worried he was going to fall out. So he hasn't had night towers in a really long time. And he had been asking if we would put it, it back. Yeah. Um, and so during last week, um, I was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, take the bed apart. Because Ariel had built this like fort structure on top of it that he could put like a blanket over and kind of made it like a castle type of I- idea. Yeah. Um and I said, hey, you know, I'm going to take it apart and flip it back up. And he was like, no, you're not. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah. I probably should not be flipping beds yeah, around. Yeah, no, and, probably and not. All that, that, all that fun stuff while, while pregnant. Right. But um, we did flip it around. We got him all set back up. He's so excited. Aww. And we, But what we started noticing is that he and it it's – one of those things with like kids that he had such a great memory of like random things. Like at five, he'd be like, mom, remember when I was three and it would be spot on a memory, you know? So we're putting the bed back together and we're like, do you remember like when he, and he was, he like knew his bed was like that before, but like couldn't remember it being like that before. So it was like a whole new, he was so excited to go down the slide again. Like it was all, he wanted to set up the underneath. Ugh. Like, um, But what we were really doing is he had slept in his bed long enough to get an iPad. Right. And then he started coming back into my oh, room. Got it. And we didn't want to play the game of like always taking the electronics right. away like every day it being like oh you're losing your privileges oh would you, you know it just felt like we were always on repeat yeah. with it yeah. so we put the bed back we're like you gotta stay in your room um 
And twice, and then he was also coming down like super early in the morning. And in the mornings is when Ariel kind of like resets the downstairs. He sets, he's up super early. That's when he like washes dishes and he straightens up the living room. And he just kind of like resets the mm-hmm. downstairs in the morning. Well, when Danny comes down too early, it like throws him yeah. off and throws his day off and stuff. So we set up where he could turn a light on. He's got books. And twice Perfect. now we found him in the morning where he's just reading. Oh, that's so nice. A book. But he knows that he has to stay in there until seven. Yes. Yes. And then he's allowed to come yeah. out. Um, so that's been great. That's new and oh, exciting. God, so today I wanted him to kind of like reset for the week and like explain why it's nice to get yourself ready for the week ahead it makes it smoother it makes the whole week run better so like he had like put drawing stuff all over his floor and i was like i want you just pick it up put it nicely on your table move your um bean bag back under your your bed so and straighten everything up you just want it to look nice so that we can start the week fresh um and he did it and he was like all proud of himself for doing it. And I was like, we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this. You, you know, helping us clean up your room, yeah. that kind of stuff. So that's been really fun this week of like seeing him take like pride in his own room because his room's always, I mean, it's not going to be his room for long, but if we can get him into the habit now, when we move him into the bigger room where he has more space, it doesn't turn into a complete like totally bomb yeah. explosion. No. Yeah, we've been kind of doing that with because the kids with their dress up stuff, it it does it turns into a bomb explosion, and um and I don't make them do it like all day every day. It's not like it has to be cleaned up after every single time because it's just not feasible with the way that our lives are. But it is nice that like now I'm like okay. You got it. Where I'm going to give you five more minutes of playtime, and now, like at some point, you have to clean it up. <laughs> like you have to clean up the living room. You have to clean up your room because, like, you're not going to know where anything is. I gave him kind of like a. It was like earlier in the afternoon, and I was like, "You have until dinner time. Like, I want you to straighten it up yeah. before dinner yeah. time. But you don't have to go up there right now. You can, you can decide. Do, you know, you got plenty of time. So, but." Um, I want you to go up and, and straighten up your room. So that that was new. I, I want to start getting into this That's reset so thing. exciting. A lot of that has been just stuff that I've been finding. So um, I was on threads. I mean, as soon as I Elon Musk bought Twitter, I deleted my Twitter account. Yeah. But threads, <laughs> when it came, Chris too. I was on it. Yeah, I was on it. I started almost immediately following people, but it wasn't like not enough people were on it where they were like posting right, regularly. Right. It wasn't the same as being able to get like breaking news right. as exactly. you could on Twitter. Right. So, but in the past couple weeks, it's really picked it up. And so yes. I've been watching it and following more, more groups you know just more things that i'm into and it's just a lot nicer of a place to be than twitter ever was but um not that this past week has been actually i can't even say this past week i want to say since 2008 yeah we've just been living in perpetual crises Mm. um so not that this past week has been anything that was like delightful to read on threads but i did come across a couple of things that i wanted to bring up 
just new things um, and really start, like, like we said, we want the podcast to go back to more of a focus on certain topics and things like yeah. that. And so um, the first thing that popped up, and I don't know what, I mean, the phone's always listening to you, so I'm sure <laughs> it heard me a long time ago talk about like worrying about menopause and menopause coming yeah. up and and my mom going through menopause at 40 and me being really close to 40 although does does pregnancy put menopause I on hold? I think it does. Like, I think it Am I going to no, go through no, postpartum no. and menopause no, at the possible. same time? No. I don't think that's possible. I would really No. If you're a doctor and you could Give me some I was info gonna say, that. I'm pretty sure you're that. like on autopilot pregnancy now. Like, I think you're just doing the right. normal pregnancy hormones. I don't think it could be. But once the baby happens, do I go through? Could I go through postpartum oh, know, and I, perimenopause yeah. at the same time? That's frightening. Yeah. That right there. I mean, just... postpartum in and of itself is scary, but yes, I. That's a lot of. Those are very valid, important but also frightening questions. So I right? get it. I was kind of like, um, but you need answers, I, right? That's a question. Yeah. You need answers. Yes. So anyway, um, menopause underscore doctor is the, the username popped up and just had like a thread on there about how there's no reliable test to test for whether or not you're in perimenopause or menopause. It's kind of like, they just start guessing. They're like, well, you're probably. Based off of your symptoms. <laughs> right. Your age and your symptoms. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like, oh, uh, well. So following that menopause underscore doctor um, took me to this Dr. Jolene Brighton. Um, and at first I thought she was also a menopause doctor, but turns out she's like a woman doctor. Right. So she talks a lot about infertility and PCOS and a bunch of other things. But um, one of the threads that she had posted that really got me was, um, if you live long enough, you'll go through perimenopause and then menopause. It's an inevitable time where hormonal changes can result in serious mental health and physical issues, some of which can be debilitating. But despite all of this, we lack research to explain it and most doctors aren't trained to adequately support women. Hmm. So I want to put the call out there to our listeners, to our older listeners. We want all the info. Yeah, we need, we need, the, I don't the, want, yeah. I don't want to go into menopause blind. Yeah. Yeah. So we want it all. We want what you went through, what your symptoms were, what your doctors did or did not do, because I'm turn I'm beginning to to feel like our doctors may not know what they're well, doing when it comes I to this. I also think it, it it's it's not necessarily like not all doctors, but like we need to know whether or not to switch doctors. <laughs> like we need to know True is are you going to be able to give me what I need? And if not, I'm going to look elsewhere. And then if that's the case, where the hell am I going? You know, like, and that I would definitely say, you know, good doctor suggestions. And, you know, I don't know if I necessarily want to, you know, 
sack a bunch of practices on the podcast, but if they're like malpracticing, I'm sure it's going to happen on their, on their own. But I also like, if anyone feels like their story might, um, you know, shed light and, uh, empower, we want to empower the women and moms and, and, you know, all of our friends and family that listen to the podcast. Um, and like all information is, is pretty good. Um, but like, if you have tips on what you did, right, what you think you wish you would have done, maybe like looking back, seeing signs, red flags. Um, and then, you know, if you have great doctors in, in New Jersey, um, you know, even I know I have a couple friends out in PA and Georgia that listen. Um, you know, I, I think now with the internet, it's nice to be able to like Facebook groups and mom groups and all that kind of stuff. But to talk about the journey as a whole, because it's inevitable. Like we know we're going to go through this thing and I'm sure it's different for everyone because I have PCOS. So is my perimenopause and menopause going to be different from yours? And like you're having a baby at 40. So like that's going to put you in a different hormonal state. So like all of those things, every single woman's hormonal (laughs) journey uh, childbearing and postpartum and, uh, perimenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal, um, journeys just like different. Yeah. And any, any really story of, you know, just even following this Dr. Jolene, she talks a lot about, um, just how, how often we're dismissed mm-hmm. in healthcare, mm-hmm. how often, our concerns are dismissed. How often, you know, uh, Casey and I were talking earlier about, you know, hormonal treatments. Obviously, you know, a lot of doctors will recommend that you do like hormone replacement therapy if you're starting to have symptoms of perimenopause to determine if it's really your hormones going out. Well, a few years ago, you know, I've dealt with acne my whole life. And I remember telling my facialist at one point, like, everybody said that you're, you know, you just grow out of it. I'm like, but I'm 30 something years old and I still have never grown out of having acne. Like when, when will my face clear up? Like, when is this something? Um, and for me, I didn't, I've, I've never had like, not until I had my son, but, um, I never had heavy periods. I never had cramping. Like I am one of the lucky ones that like my period really was just another day of the week like it, it really didn't it, I mean when I was very young I got really irrational mentally yeah. around my period but as I got a little bit older like those hormones evened out um and then I had super easy periods then once my son was born then they were heavier but they were still easy yeah. like it was just kind of like all right I just need to change more often or, or that kind of yeah. stuff like Um, still, I was never really in a lot of pain. I was never really crampy or PMSy or anything like that. Um, and I know I'm a lucky one. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I have, I'm, I I'm have in the same boat. Them. I'm in the same boat. Like, my period has never been, like, a debilitating thing, but I have plenty of friends and family that, like, it was, like, almost life-threatening at one point where they were just, like, bleeding. And, and <laughs> it's so funny, too, that, like, I remember at one point, and like my, my women's studies and feminist, you know, journey, um, that I was very like, I feel like I'm super privileged to have even taken a women's studies class. Um, but along that journey to realize that like, that's something that men don't ever have to think about on top of mm-hmm. daily things and life things are like we have this whole other I mean we have a million tabs open but you know when you turn 12 13 14 15 it's different for all of us but like this new little folder tab in your brain opens and you're like great now I need to download all this freaking knowledge about and you know have to keep track and and update and and not and not even like And I know a lot of, especially with the way that the world is, right, or at least the United States is right Mm now, you know, when Roe v. Wade got uh, taken out, people were like, delete your period apps. Mm -hmm. It was very scary. Well, like, yeah. For people trying to get pregnant, like. That's how I keep track. (laughs) And I'm like, could you imagine having to be, like, could men imagine having to be like 28 days, 28 days, 28 days, okay. This day, because it's not 28 days, like, you get your period on the first and you're going to get your period on the first every right, exactly. month. Like, it changes. Yeah. It's constantly, it's constantly thinking about the future. It's constantly, t- you know, I got pregnant and was trying to not have my period in Portugal because I knew three months before, because of my app, that I was going to have my period in Portugal. Didn't plan on getting pregnant to avoid that, but here we are. Um <laughs> But, like, you know, like, that's a whole nother mental load that's put on us of, like, remembering the 28 days. If you are trying to conceive, remembering the week that you're ovulating and when you could be fertile or when you're trying not to have a kid and trying to pay attention to that week. Like, all that is just super mental load. But um, one of the things that we had talked about, which is where I was going, is that hormone testing. Mm -hmm. And so a few years ago, I'd asked my doctor if I could get my hormones tested because I felt like, one, the acne was still pretty bad. Two, I was postpartum, but I was like three years postpartum. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I still feel off. You know, I feel like I was still losing my hair. I had gotten all the thyroid tests. They all came back that it was fine. So I was like, why am I still losing my hair? Yeah, the hair Um, is a big thing. And so I wanted... I feel like it's a very common thing for a lot of women for a very long period of time. And even for women who haven't, so it's definitely hormonal. Like for people who even haven't had kids at a certain age, it's like, well, I just started losing all my hair. It's like hormones. So my doctor had said, it's not worth getting your hormones checked because it depends on what time of the month it is. And your hormones could be different at different times of the month. So I was like, okay. I already don't like yeah. my primary doctor. So I don't like that answer. I don't really like him anyway. So um, I brought it up to my OB. My OB kind of said the same thing. Like, it's true depending on your time right. of yes. uh, month. It could be different. 
but she also didn't send me for hormonal okay. testing. So it was just kind of dropped. But that Dr. Jolene Brighton said, um, she actually had a tweet or a thread that said, but what is most unhelpful is when a patient asks for help with a hormone imbalance and a condescending provider says there's no such thing as a hormone imbalance. Yes, there is. And it's on us as providers to be precise in what that means, not the patient. When I saw that, I was like, wait, so then how do I get my hormones tested? So, hey, if anybody... Right. Has if has anybody gotten their hormones tested? How did you do that? How did you go about it? What kind of doctor did you go to? Is it your OB? Is it because now I have a new OB from the last right. time? But obviously, getting my hormones checked at this point would just not make sense either. But it is something um, I do, we are putting the call. I have out. to do it. We're too. putting the call. I out. have to do it too. Because yeah. I mean, I I have I got diagnosed with my ADHD. But still, I'm still trying to piece together a lot of the symptoms and a lot of the symptoms also run under the line of hormonal. And I was postpartum in 20, well, I had her in 2019 in October. And then I got my IUD in like very shortly after I was like healed up. I think I want to say like January of excuse me, of 2020. And then of course COVID. So it was just like all of these things, but like it could have been COVID. It could have also been COVID and my IUD, you know? So now I'm like, do I get my IUD out? Like, you know, Chris had a vasectomy, so it doesn't matter. Like I just, and with my PCOS, where does that put me? You know, do I take it out just to, you know, go even? Do I get it tested and then take it out if I need, you know, like, I don't know. And then there's all these, I've, I started looking into like my symptoms and why I still feel very irritable. And I still feel like there's a lot of other things that like, I'm just not feeling necessarily fall under the ADHD care, like category. Um, but Happy Mammoth was like a company and I'm sure that there's a lot of different companies, um, that like fell into my algorithm and like, you took like a little test and it like just said like, Oh, it sounds like you need, like, I forget if it was like less estrogen or an estrogen booster, whatever, something estrogen. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and now that company could be legit and amazing. And it could be like, there was tons of testimonials. Um, And I'm sure that there's lots of other companies that do the same thing. Um, But why is it a private company reaching out to, you know, social media marketing and then me self-diagnosing through an online quiz? Yeah. And then then possibly getting products that... Make it worse, maybe? Do it. I don't know. It could be worse. Or where are they coming right. from? Are they approved? Are they not right. approved? Are they approved in other countries? Are they banned in other countries? Yeah. Like, that opens up a whole other door of, like, who knows? Yeah. Um, and also along with that, and th- that also came up in, in some of the threads that I had seen, was especially for, like, diet and exercise, that these trainers and things like that, that will 
discredit your hormones for being the reason, especially as we get older. Like your hormones will affect your your estrogen levels affect your serotonin le- levels. So <laughs> and I already had a problem with that. More tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do get more tired. So you know, having like personal trainers like discredit the hormones for why you might not be you know, have the energy to do a workout, that kind of stuff. Like, yes, your hormones have something to do with that. And also stop following diets and trends that are based off of male physiology and anatomy. Because what works for them is not going to work for us. And I think most of us have figured that out. But companies don't always put out their test information. So you have no idea if they tested (laughs) it on men and women. You have no idea if women were even considered in any of their It's funny that we're talking about this because now a thread, it was on threads that something popped through for, um, it was like finally in like Sweden or somewhere, they finally tested a car a seatbelt for a oh, woman. Oh, the crash, crash test dummies. Yes. Yes, and I was they like, finally created female crash test I was dummies. like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, we have a lot of catching up to do, but right? I just feel like for women, we're just on a slower treadmill, right? Like everything is mm-hmm. a snail's pace and we're like asking and we're asking and we're asking questions. And it's almost like every time we ask very important questions. People are just like, why are you asking these questions? It's like, just go with the flow. Like, right. And I'm like, like you're fine. Yeah. You know, the the pain pain levels and stuff like that. Like, you know, 51% of women say that they deal with severe period pain. And you're supposed to function at in high school and sports and testing and college and everything else and just expect to go it's just normal just just suck it up just suck it up just go just go work out yeah working out will, will help it and then like i've seen i don't know how many youtube videos i've seen of like them putting the the period simulators on men who can't make it past like I freaking love three those. And they put it on the women who go all the way to the full thing. And they're like, yeah, this is just a normal day for me. And it's like, but but we we should probably understand why we can handle that kind of stuff. But since nobody tests for women or they take things just solely off of testing that's been done on men, it blows my mind. Like it, it just, it blows my mind that even in 2023, an entire testing subject or testing pool will just be men. And we're 50% and then they market of the, it to yeah, we're women. 50% of the population. So it's just like, but I also too, like let going back to, let's say a private company. Why is it down to private companies to see? Cause I'm sure a lot of these companies were started by women. Surely like just yeah. out of the necessity of I need to figure this out for me and all of my friends when I was dealing with the the chronic UTIs like I went through Yukura which is a company that was started by a husband and wife and it's the wife was dealing with chronic UTIs and 
I see it on Shark Tank all the time. It's mostly just women yeah. like, hey, I figured this out because it was happening to me. And I'm like, oh, isn't like our healthcare supposed to be like working on that? Like, it's crazy that like now mm-hmm. we're in this very awkward, weird place. And we also live in a world where like facts are no longer facts anymore. So like you're sourcing. That's a whole nother. And like <laughs> right. when you're looking online at purchasing things, whether it be, you know, hormone supplements or milk, you know, at the grocery store, you have an onslaught of information. So it's just like doing with not a lot of time to digest and understand. And, and that's what they're banking on. They're banking on you, not taking the time to look at it, just buying it, hoping it for a quick fix. And maybe some of it will work for some people. And then they have those customers for life and the ones that it doesn't work for. Well, we got your money the first round and you know, or you took we'll continue you answered on. the questions incorrectly. So you need to like retake the test and and what who knows? I don't know. But or uh you know um yeah, oh that didn't work for you. T- call our customer service and they'll walk you through another way and give you a whole nother yeah, slew of things to yeah. try and then it's and those things aren't cheap. Oh no. I mean like you're talking like $100 for a one month supply and they want you to do it for three months to even see if it starts working well, like right well yeah that's that goes right back to our healthcare episode which by the way if you have not mm-hmm. listened to the healthcare episode you're gonna want to go back <laughs> listen to that we'll link it below they, yeah, in the notes if you need it's to, directly you related listen to obviously we've we've whinged about quite a bit of um of healthcare but i mean it affects our lives so it's gonna come up it it's gonna come up on a regular basis because but we um, will also jump into some current events um, in some future. We might just squeeze them in to each topic yeah. of like what's going on. If you've seen anything, that kind of thing doesn't always have to be books and movies and that kind of stuff. Sometimes it can just be like, oh, did you catch somebody new on threads that you're excited to find new info about? Um, but um, continue to rate, review, download, share the podcast. Um we're definitely seeing an uptick. We're super thankful for everybody who um, so is enjoying good. the podcast and keeps coming back um, to listen to his chit chat uh, every week. Um, and Case, do you have anything else before we head out? No, thank you for everyone that, you know, is liking, sharing, um, you know, giving us reviews. We really appreciate it. I don't think... I mean, you do, I'm sure you do understand if you've been in any type of customer service. Um, but if you haven't been in any type of customer service, like those ratings, every listen, every like, every share helps us. And I mean, Lisa and I have talked very, uh, you know, we're wrapping up season one and we're um, already talking about, you know, the planning of season two. And um, it, it is very possible that, with the trend that we've had in our first season that like we could actually support our families um, and really be able to help our communities by doing this full time. So, um, you know, it's, it's like, seems like a little trivial thing to ask for, but 
in a in the grand scheme of things, it really does help. Um, so, but thank you. I, I mean, like our thousand streams, um, you know, all of our, you know, Spotify searches and, and all of our algorithms that, you know, we get to track are like going crazy. And we were like, Whoa, my gosh. Like, <laughs> you know, um, but that's all because of you guys. And we really appreciate it. Thank you. And don't forget to send us over your menopause, perimenopause yes. health things that we should be looking out to returning to you older generation help us out let us be prepared for our next step in yeah. being women um because we really want to know we do not want to go into this blind yeah. and we will check you on the next one bye, bye.